oh, we don't need anything prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm recording. Damn, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, right? That was really good, dude. That was too yeah. good, dude. I practice. Wait. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't laugh yet. Oh, baby, a triple. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's good. <laughs> that was my triple collateral on free for all. <laughs> Dude, there's this song that... trap shit. Why <laughs> <laughs> hope and my hope will never die. You you should there's put that. Uh... You know that you you know how that was always for the MLG memes. That used to be a huge thing for me. Yeah, we've had a ton of technical difficulties this episode. Thanks for bearing it, with us, guys. It's a Connell. Connell. Yeah, technical. honestly, the the audience owes us though because the last episode was fire. They didn't deserve all that gold no they didn't which one did you even put, the last oh, one did you put it's out a, the new one it's coming out tomorrow okay Scheduled thank god tomorrow perfect because i gotta drive to orlando tomorrow morning and if there's something i love doing i love doing on my way to work is listening to myself talk Damn. oh you're going to orlando do you work in yeah, orlando? Well, no no st cloud i just say okay. the nearest i say the nearest big city because like who the fuck knows where st cloud is yeah Ooh, you know what we should do we should go to wiki watch you're gonna wiki watch you no what's that Oh, we're going, brother. It's the springs. Is it a kayak thing? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I yeah. fucking love the springs. The Aquifers. springs The springs were second to video games in my Paramount uh, as a like a tier list of things that uh, made me grow up. You know, that made me a man in high school. Once yeah. once, the, once the springs got involved in my life, it was a game changer, dude. Jenny Springs. It, it, in Florida, in a beach town in Florida, you get really bored of the beach really fast. Yeah. And so we would drive an hour and a half out into the middle of Florida, this place called Jenny Springs. A bunch of 15 to 18 year olds just getting shit faced floating down this river. And then like every like hundred yards or, or every like couple hundred yards, there would be another spring that you would just kind of pull your tube off into. Hell yeah. yeah, dude, I, I went through heaven and hell on those springs. Swear to God, dude, I had the best of times. I've had the worst of times. You ever seen those um, cave spelunking videos where they're like just a, a guy's going like cave diving and he's just in between two giant pieces of rock, just like check chest to butt between rocks yeah dude i've seen that dude there's a ton of videos of people cave diving jenny springs but i always i never really understood why people do that because that's like that's something probably i cannot i would never do i would never do it so fucking dangerous and there's literally nothing down there you're just between two rocks and like you snag on something you're just fucked oh good luck turning around oh you kick up too much sand Oh, dude, I'm, get, I'm, get, I'm literally getting anxiety. I've watched some of those videos on YouTube of that, like the cave diving or whatever. Just guys like rock cr- pressing down on their backs and pressing against their chest. And they're just like clawing their way through. And it's like, yeah. dude, if you reach a point where you just happen to be a little bit too big, how are you going to get out? Now you're just going to slowly starve there and claustrophobia. Well, are you talking about diving or just spelunking in general? Uh, I mean... Because, like, diving, would, you'll would, run out of oxygen and you'll just fucking... Yeah. I mean, I would say... <clears throat> I would I would honestly more rather do... Even though it's probably way harder doing the diving, the scuba diving, cave diving. That's probably more technically difficult because you can't That's pick up extremely dirt. extremely dangerous, yeah. Yeah. And uh, you have an oxygen tank on your back, so you can't... They put them the on ceiling. their sides. That's how you know. Yeah. True. Um, but I would say more fear-wise, just the crawling, just like with a, just a backpack and a, and a flashlight. Just down a little hole. Just down a hole. That's probably something, number one, probably number one thing I would never do. Just a terrible hobby to pick up. 
Yeah, and I've skydived. Like I don't care about like death defying no, shit. I, but the I really want to go skydiving. That was another thing yeah. I talked to you about earlier. But yeah, go ahead. The claustrophobia part of it. I, it that's I don't like that. Quick question: How much? Oh, oh, how much did skydiving? Wait, how much did skydiving cost? Uh, it was like one fifty. There's a place that's by it? you. I went to a place by you too. Oh no way! Okay, cool. Yeah, you want to go together? I'd be so down, dude. Oh my god, yeah. you want to go skydiving? Yeah. Go I'll skydiving, s- get up in the morning, go skydiving, go to the springs, and I'll then go to that comedy a, show, record I'll a podcast. A Bro, we, we're going to have a fucking day. Oh, That'd my God, day. dude. It's going to be like point yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to do some flatlining at the at the end of the night. Just fucking die and get resurrected just to like top it. <laughs> it's it's going to be exactly like point break. We're going to, at the very end of the yeah. day... I'm gonna get arrested, and somehow, somehow, you're gonna release me, and I'm gonna go surf one last wave. Just go out. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Point Break. I know it's Keanu Whoa. Reeves. You need yeah. to watch Point Break. I know it's, it's ridiculous. Sick. It's so sick. It's so Is it just adrenaline sick. junkies? Yeah, dude. But they fuel their little adventures by robbing banks. Oh, nice. So it's like a crime thing. Nice. But also, yeah, like they're that. like adrenaline junkies, and they're just sick as fuck. Everyone's just super 90s? cool. 90s? It's probably 90s, right? It was 90s. It's Keanu Reeves and Patrick Swayze. Hell yeah. There's a lot of good... Oh, and, and Gary Busey. Oh, nice. Ugly yeah. ass motherfucker. Ugly motherfucker. Yeah. Rubber face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of sick-ass 90 movie, 90s movies. Like, uh, actually, I don't think that was a 90s movie, but that Repo Man, that one movie I showed you. That movie's so funny. That sort of vibe. I love those movies. Thelma, there's a movie called Thelma and Louise. It's about two girls that like go on a uh, day trip to get away from their husbands, uh, just like wild out. And uh, some dude tries to like rape this girl and then her girlfriend shoots him and then they're just like on the run. And then they start like robbing banks and stuff to fuel their, they're like, well, we might, I mean, we killed the guy. We might as well just make, just go crazy. They start robbing (laughs) banks and breaking more laws. It's pretty sick. Uh, Yeah. Movies. You were saying something before I asked you how much skydiving costs. Um, I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Cost one fifty though, just about. That's what we're doing. We're doing all of it. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah. Then we'll Did go. Do we'll- you ever see my video? I have a video of me skydiving. Yeah, you sent us the video. Yeah. Here's what we'll do, dude. We, if you want to have the most, uh, most, are you feeling it now, Mister Crabs Day? We go skydiving. Then we go hike that gator trail. Yeah. Then we go. Yeah, that's something I could tell. I could talk about. Yeah, you've been hunting. You've been uh, Steve Irwining around. <laughs> Fucking Steve Irwin for the past couple of days. I'm probably gonna go yeah. back again tomorrow if I get back. Nah, I probably won't get back in time. You're really asking I'm, for it. These are like I, nine I foot want gators. It, dude. <laughs> I want it. They're I want actually not. The they, they tell you gators are fast. They're not that fast. They're not. And these aren't on like, land. They're not that fast. The ones that I took it. That one I took a video of yesterday wasn't that big. I say it's not that big. That's the Florida in me. It, it was yeah. about six feet long, probably. Yeah. I mean that the head was about up. It would it would have been from like the bottom of my foot to like my knee. Maybe mm-hmm. no, not even that. Prize to my shin. Don't get pretty- don't get close though, because they can lunge like a snake. I like, was they pretty can, close. They can jump at you, but they can't run. So keep distance. Yeah. There's parts of this trail where it's like water level on both sides, and then there's yeah. about a three foot path, and then you just see the belly slides from where the gators move from one part of the swamp to the other. Like crossing the trail is pretty freaky. Nice. Yeah, let's fucking have a day. All right. Um, have you been yeah, getting? I, I haven't really been honestly. I haven't been really been looking into much shit because I've been in full apply to jobs mode. So I don't. I don't really know what topics I have. I finished my Marcus Aurelius book. That's most. I still got to read that. You know, I've recommended that book to so many people, but I've never actually read the whole thing. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker! 
What do you can't mean, motherfucker? You. I probably I can't read it like you. in the entire. Probably throughout my entirety of studying ancient Rome, I probably have because I'll go on kicks of just reading large portions of it. I never sat down and read it cover to cover. Yeah, I mean, I, I it took me. I took like a month gap in between. I paused reading it for like a month because it is pretty repetitive because it's his, it's Marcus Aurelius's per personal journal. And it's things he wanted to remind himself of. So a lot of the stuff he keeps writing down, like mortality, and hard work, and uh, don't judge people or get angry at people. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot I, of that. I'm, I'm thinking about that quote you sent in the group chat. Oh. Emo-ass quote. I kissed yeah. my boy goodnight. I had to remind myself he could be dead in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, Roman emperors back Actually, in the day. Metal. Roman emperors back in the day would have a guy um, that they would employ where basically after some sort of joyous event or maybe they're victorious i know war. what you're talking about and i'm going to tell a, you about it after yes yeah, so they have a it. yeah they have a guy pull up right when something happens uh like if, if it's a ceremony or something it's called a uh, triumph the guy will come to the king's ear and be like remember thou art mortal and then it'll like scurry away <laughs> okay so they would do these things called triumphs yeah so yeah. when a when a, <coughs> a general came back from winning a war or a battle they would build this big arch in rome or in the city and they would parade him around they would paint his face purple the like imperial colors or or red and he got to be a god for a day literally a god whatever he wanted to do he got to do it he was a god for a day the one caveat being he was followed around by a slave the entire day who reminded him that he's not a god <laughs> he's not actually a god that he's going to die someday so Damn, while he's on some sick. like drunken sex sex fueled rampage or like just like having people like he could be having people execute he could do whatever the fuck he wanted for a day and the reason that person was there to remind him was that like you know dude tomorrow when this is over you might have made a few enemies so like be careful <laughs> like be a good god Damn. would you do that, that? was tight would i win a fucking war and then come back and be a god for a day hell yeah that'd be sick as hell yeah but you gotta hang out with some like loser also <laughs> some slave hanging on like, your shoulder all day like you just have to be like i'm not with him he's just part of the deal he's just he's <laughs> and he's just in the corner like i'm just i just want to watch he's just some cuck, yeah. just some cuck slave don't gift, worry i just yeah. want i just, I just want to watch <laughs> that used to be a, yeah. a one of our friends in jacksonville he is his family is very well off. Uh, like they own a good portion of Jacksonville. And he used to. He used they to. They own crack a good me. portion of Jacksonville. Yeah, it's insane. And um, like farmland. No, <clears throat> like businesses and stuff, like business buildings oh, and everything. Okay. Their logos everywhere, and they're very wealthy. But we would we would go out and uh, <laughs> one time it goes up, he hits on this girl, and she's like. <laughs> it started out this this is how it started he, he hits on a girl and she's like i have a boyfriend he's like it's okay he can watch and then Damn. And, and that was like that was like really douchey so that devolved into something really funny where it's like oh it's okay i just want to watch <laughs> <laughs> that's so he good. started saying that all the time i just want to watch one time watch. so dude one time this kid took me out me and my brother out and i i blacked out i blacked out and uh dude i, I don't know I woke up the next morning in the most beautiful room I've ever been in in my life. I looked next to me and there's an empty bag of Whataburger. So I know I ate in this <laughs> wonderful, beautiful. The curtains are opened up and it's this whole wall outlooking the St. John's River, like just the, this window, just overlooking the river, this beautiful house. 
I was like, where the fuck am I? And I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. So I like walk in the bathroom and there was a fucking urinal in the bathroom in the house. And I'm like, where am I? Like, who am I with? And then him and my him and my brother came in. And that's when I realized like I, I got to sleep over at his house. And I was like, holy fuck, dude. Like this place is insane. It's a giant mansion on the river. It was so you sick. Did, you just reminded me I met this guy on one of my work uh, trips and he said that uh, he went out and got drunk with a buddy of his and he ended up getting arrested because they blacked out and they thought they were at the right apartment. I mean, they were gone. They were blacked the fuck out. And his key wasn't working to the door, obviously, because it's the wrong apartment. Just some random girl's apartment. They broke down the door and the girl like hides in the closet because she thinks it's like intruders and shit, like trying to like kill her. And they just sit on the couch and they're so drunk. They don't even know they're, they don't even no <laughs> notice their surroundings. They sit on the couch to start eating her snacks. And then the cops just pull up like, what? <laughs> and then he, it's, he said in the report, in the police report, they're in cuffs. And they're just like, bro, we should go get Waffle House. That reminds me of another time where, okay, I was visiting my brother when he was in college. I think I was still in high school at the time. Yeah. And, uh we went out for like a late night smoke session we were like going to meet up at one of his fraternity brother's house now he's only a freshman in college at the time so i guess he didn't really know where he was going but he swore he did and we go in this house and like no one's there it's like and he's like oh it's fine they'll probably be back anytime so we're like in this house <laughs> <laughs> and then uh my brother's my brother goes upstairs and takes a shit <laughs> in the bathroom of his house <laughs> and his friend who we were with was snapchatting the people we were going to smoke with and they were at their house but they weren't in the house that we were in and so we realized we just walked into a random house it just took a shit <laughs> he took a shit we just left. that's so good <laughs> it was so, i was so scared at the time because i was like fucking 17 year old high school kid yeah broken old fucking house and we were just dying laughing dude it was that was the funniest thing that ever happened. That's so funny, dude. That's good. Yeah, that was someone, so funny. Uh, there was a story during, um, there was a story that like earlier this year when Tom, or last year, I guess, when Tom Brady moved to Tampa, he was unfamiliar with the neighborhood. And oh, I guess yeah, he, li I remember he lived this. next to Bruce Arians and he just walked into the wrong house. Tom Brady just like walked inside to this random person's house. That'd be crazy. I, would be, I wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, yes, this is your house now. I'd be like, we gotta go, honey. Come here. <laughs> I guess we're leaving. <laughs> this is Tom Brady's house for crypto. Now. Yeah. <laughs> It was like the first year. That's, I remember that. It was like when Tom Brady first came to Tampa. It was like a big deal, dude. I would have freaked the fuck out. Yeah. It's crazy <sighs> to me that like, I keep saying like, it's crazy to me that Tom Brady basically got divorced publicly. And it, it yeah. was like no one supported him to like. Through it? Yeah. They were, pe most people were just saying, you know, dude, finish the season. You're the GOAT. It's like, actually, you should probably work some shit out with your family yeah i think uh people are being kind of respectful but also like yeah i did see a lot of that people just didn't care they were being just respectful of his personal life obviously but i mean i mean he got someone should have said you you shouldn't you shouldn't be out on this field brother he is the greatest football player of all time one of the most handsome americans to ever grace the planet and uh his supermodel wife still cheated on him she didn't cheat yeah she did when was this that was like kind of what uncovered about why they were splitting up i think the only reason he stayed in the nfl another year was that when he signed a commentator deal, she didn't get any of it. So he's like, fuck mm -hmm. it, I'll just play another season, finalize the divorce, and get out. I mean, her English isn't the best. And I'm not saying you shouldn't not like that, but... I think...
Tom fucking Brady is going to be just fine. Yeah, but you need a wife with some fluency with your yeah. language. You can't have a language barrier with your wife. Or your kids, because... That ain't not... a wife. If you can't fully communicate <laughs> yeah. her, communicate yeah, with her. Yeah, dude, communication is very important. You're right, dude. Yeah. She's got... Are we saying where girls with accents are now red flags? A lot of the fucking relationship terms that you have to work on are com complicated words. They're, they're complicated idiomatic Collaboration? Phrases. You don't learn that in English 1 if you're from Uzbekistan or wherever the fuck. <laughs> you don't learn about compromise. They think about that in business terms. Yeah, know? they think about that in East European terms. Compromise. So not means... only do you have to teach your mail order wife what compromise is, you have to teach her just the definitions of the word. You know? Could you imagine getting a mail order wife and you basically just become an English teacher? <laughs> <That's> just... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, dude, if you get a mail order bride, you basically just signed up to be an English teacher forever. You sign her up to be an English teacher? No, you become an English teacher. <laughs> oh, you I can see be what doing you're anything else, but you're My an English bad. teacher now. I'm retarded. You kind of are. Yeah. I was I gonna, uh, yeah. That would have been a great bit. You fumbled. Yeah, my You know bad. who wouldn't fumble? In my head, I was Tom like, how the fuck Brady. are you? I was like, how are you affording a mail-order wife if you're an English teacher? They don't make a lot of money. No, it's like you become one. I was like, you spend <laughs> yeah, all that money on a mail-order bride just to become an English teacher. Yeah. Damn. All right, now I've had to explain the joke. It's no longer funny. You look yeah. like E.T. right now, my boy. The fucking hood on. E.T. Hood. Hood. Bro. You think, uh, you think uh, E.T. smells like sweaty nutsack? <laughs> He looks like one, so I'm gonna assume yes, dude. That guy, did they bathe yeah. him in the movie? I don't, I don't, I don't remember the last time I saw that movie. <laughs> to be honest with yeah, you. The, the fucking sexy ET bathing scene. It's a deleted scene. They took their sweet time taking that little fucker out of that kid's hands. They don't know what kind of intergalactic diseases he brought. <laughs> yeah, they're like, true. yeah, let the kid keep him. Yeah, even told him, we'll bring him right back. Real Shut convenient. Up. He came around in the '80s, right around when the AIDS started. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks like a gay nutsack. <laughs> ET 80s, the there's, there's your title card right there AIDS AIDS yeah. 80s yeah. nuts <laughs> <laughs> alright dude bro I'm fired I should have gotten some fucking I should have poured myself a drink I'm being a bitch yeah we're trucking right a bitch for that. it's okay what? on Saturday we're gonna do our first in person podcast that probably come out in about two weeks I'm so stoked. Oh, by the way, yeah. I had a killer idea uh, on the walk earlier today about uh, when we do in-person ones in the future, which do like special event ones called Fireside Chats, where we literally sit by a fire, drink bourbon and record, where you can kind of cool. hear the crackling of the fire in the back. I like that. Yeah. A little ambiance. Yeah, because I was thinking about starting a podcast with my dad, because all my dad does now is... Uh, watch Premier League soccer, chop wood, build fires, and drink bourbon. And if that's not a fucking dream come true, I don't know what is. And if I go home once a month to record a podcast with my dad where we talk about English soccer and build a fire, yeah. it'll be kind of hard. Yeah, my dad still doesn't have a job yet either because his uh, bank sold. So he made like a good amount of buyout I'm sure money. he's probably chilling. Yeah, he doesn't have to rush into anything. But my mom is like, you should probably go back to work. And he's like, eh, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> I kind of have been doing that for a minute kids are out of the yeah. house no yeah i don't blame them dude i had a dude i had a moment this last may where i got i probably cried for like well over 30 minutes like a steady cry not like a sob for 30 minutes but i was like it was right around the time when i was about to move to uh atlanta after graduating college that was... And i was like shit i'm gonna have to work for the rest of that was my last life. may yeah last may it's been really 
half a year yeah i thought you were there a lot earlier than that i guess not no you're yeah. right because i was coming to see you in tallahassee mm -hmm. damn dude so that fourth of july was like we were probably some of your first visitors that's crazy okay i didn't even think about that yeah yeah and um i just had a moment where i was like damn i'm really gonna have to man up and just go clock in every day get my yep. shit done and pursue my stuff and then i had a moment where i was like holy shit dude my dad's already been doing this for near 30 years damn i never thought about that and he doesn't do it for anyone but like his children and i cried so hard because he doesn't brag or anything he, he never said like i ever like owe him or like no um, never once my dad never brought he it never, up like made me feel guilty for like asking him for stuff and then i realized just all at once i was like holy shit that's a lot of work you know yeah it's dude, a, that's it's crazy. a crazy job it's like not a it's not an exciting job by any means but you, it's fucking you gotta go there early in the morning every single day for 30 plus years yeah dude i kind of thought about that a bit when i left too uh, or when i left for college is really when that kind of hit me and i was like mm -hmm. damn all this all this time like all this time I, i've just been a little brat and I didn't realize how much was going on behind the scenes and like how much my dad had sacrificed because my dad, he didn't work in Jacksonville for most of the time we lived in Jacksonville. After we moved there, his first job was kind of a bust and then the market crashed and he was working in Virginia. He was working in Cocoa Beach. He was working in Orlando. I think out of the 14 years we lived there, he only worked there about five. Yeah. So that's crazy. But he always yeah. came home. He always, he came home every weekend or we'd go visit or our whole family would go visit him sometimes when he was in Cocoa Beach or we would even, uh, we drove up. He, he flew all the home, all the way home one Christmas so that our family could drive up to Virginia so he could work. And then we drove from Virginia to Cincinnati to see the rest of our family and then drove back to Virginia and he drove us home. Mm. Like what a fucking man, dude. That guy had no quit. I'm sure that yeah. was miserable. If I thought it was bad on the beach, I couldn't imagine living out of a hotel in Virginia while my fucking family is... Mm -hmm. thousand miles away stuck yeah, in the man. mountains in the cold fuck if you're that. listening to this right now give your dad a call yeah thank your dad for real yeah unless he went great. out for milk that one time <laughs> yeah. carton cigarettes just never came back then thank your mom yeah then thank whoever raised thank you. them both yeah they fucking went for hell for you to be a little shit listen to podcasts you pretentious little fucker i know i feel fuck, bad you think you're fucking cool you listen to fucking podcasts you found a niche <laughs> little podcast you like it you little bitch fucking thank your parents you think you're gonna get that go make your fucking bed <laughs> i feel bad I, yeah i feel bad sometimes you know telling my parents that i'm gonna try to do comedy or try to do these other things um Although, you know, at one point I thought I wanted to do acting, which I might still do. I don't know. Right now I'm kind of focused on just writing and comedy. But at one point things had gotten bad with my parents just sort of relationship wise. Uh, I just didn't really want to be around them, hang around, hang out with them, talk to them. Uh, and a part of that had to do with I felt like they never supported uh, the creative stuff that I wanted to try out. And obviously they're coming from a good place. They want me to not go be... through the trials and the hardship and the heartbreak. Yeah, of I mean, it all. St yeah. statistically, it doesn't work out for 99% of the people who try. So they just wanted I you to be it. able to have a fallback. So you yeah. wouldn't be screwed if it didn't work. And a part, I mean, we're going to get, we're going to get real for a second. Um, yeah, dude. My parents, so I was going to say, not my parents. I mean, I don't want to like make my parents sound bad, but when I was in middle school, for some reason, I, I had really bad acne and, uh, they would put like makeup on me to like cover up my pimples. Um, which, you know, it's kind of, I mean, it was a tro it was, my acne was atrociously bad. Like it was, I actually massive. think that's like a pretty normal thing. It is a pretty normal thing, but they, I don't think they considered what that did to me psychologically. Um, so basically I just felt really insecure about what I looked like. True. And then when I processed that, like as a high schooler, I was like, I, 
I sort of blamed it all on them. Like, oh, this all damn because they and did this to me. Women just school. women just do that to themselves. Yeah, <laughs> starting at like yeah. twelve. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't do it in high school. I was doing it in middle school. Um, yeah. But uh, ever since then, I'd sort of had like this ill opinion of like my parents that like they were different than me or whatever. Uh, and then I guess somewhere sometime around. I was dating my girlfriend, so I think it was sometime around junior year of college. Uh, my mom, like, started crying, and she was like, you know, I just want you to... I forget exactly verbatim what she said. It was something like, she just wants me to be involved, like, want to be involved in, like, the family matters and the family events. I think it was around Christmas time. So we were probably, like, going to get a tree, and I was like, I don't want to go get a tree. Oh, uh, you're one of those. My uh, brother was like that. And then we would always yeah. have a great time. He would always act like he hated doing it, but he would always have the best time. <laughs> yeah. This I mean, fucking this sucks. This fucking sucks. Let's play tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so fucking dumb. I just want to fucking run through the trees like I'm five again. <laughs> yeah, but, that, but then I sat them down after that, because I was like, why do I not want to hang out with them? And I was like, this has been like an ongoing thing for my entire, since my childhood. Uh, so I just sat them down and I cried like a baby in front of them and just told them all my anxieties um, that have been since middle school. And I feel like I put some blame on them and that made them, that made me resent them. Um, and ever since I did that, my relationship with my parents has been so good. I love them so much. Um, and ever since I started doing comedy, I feel like being around my family and my extended family, I just have a little bit more room to like be myself and be a little more absurdly silly and stuff yeah and then they they kind of get it because they're like oh that's the comedian in them man, man, man. yeah yeah and it allows you to be yourself because you're not afraid to sh like because now it's, it's out there that that's what you do way. yeah yeah it's creating an expectation instead of being an absurdly silly guy who's in medical technology you know? yeah um, <laughs> yeah dude i still get some of that dude my grandma will call me out of the blue and be like remember when you used to talk about going to law school I'm like, yeah, grandma, I remember. It's like, yeah. then then real life hit and I had to think about the reality of that situation. It's like, yeah, I've always been good at arguing and debating, but like, is that really a thing that is going to make me happy if all I'm doing all the time is trying to prove myself right? Or is that just like little man syndrome coming out? So just my little brother thing going on. Yeah. Or you're fucking cashing the check to defend people who are obviously guilty. <laughs> that too. Like there's so many moral dilemmas that could come with that job. Or I could be a really good guy helping someone break a good deal and get out of a bad situation. Yeah. But you know, it's all what you make of it. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. And it's just, you know, it's still a possibility. I haven't written it off, but it's like, I got to figure out a lot of other shit before I have the mental capacity to focus on that level of school again. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just wanted to say if anyone's listening right now and they it's hard to like bring stuff up to your parents that you kind of don't think are that big of a deal because you're able to like go home, but your parents can be your friends and they can I'll joke tell you, around with you and be you fun. Know, I'll on, tell you something. I was going to say something that it pertains to this. It pertains to this, but go ahead. Okay. Okay. I was just going to say like, if anyone's listening, your parents are going to die one day. And you may regret that the relationship was never how you wanted it to be. And the only way that you can get to that point is being as open as possible. And also being able to forgive them and understand whatever you think they did to you. Just understand they were doing it all for what they thought were the right reasons. Even though they might have fucked up, they're people too. 100%. Come, there'll come a day where you realize that your parents are just people like you are. And they're not some supernatural being or some side character. They went through all the same kind of shit and trials and everything. And I had a real insight into that. 
last week when I was driving home from work from St. Cloud, I was on the phone with my mom and she was just, you know, candid. She wasn't even upset. She was just saying, she's like, yeah, it's just, you know, after you guys leave, you know, it's just, we don't really know you anymore. You know, I don't know what you like anymore. I used to know that you liked your Legos and you liked all this stuff. And it's like, I just don't, I don't know you, you know, I don't know you anymore. And I, and it's okay. It's like, you know, I just, you know, she's like, I just hope she's like, all I care about is I just, I just hope you're happy. Mm-hmm. And then we got off the phone and I cried for like the whole rest of the ride home. Cause I was like, fuck, I'm like, not that happy <laughs> i was like that's all she was so yeah this whole past week i've just been kind of focusing on doing shit that makes me happy because i was like that's all that they really care about and but i also right. blessed with amazing parents who as tough as it was in like high school middle school their biggest thing that they preached was honesty i could go out to a party and i could get fucked up but if i drove home and tried to write it off or something stupid like yeah that would get me in trouble but if i you know if i called them and said mom dad i'm at a party i'm fucked up i need a ride no repercussions at all it would drive yeah. me through fucking crystal burger on the way home and tuck me in i was listening to jordan b peterson and he said that pursuing what makes you happy is a luxury but pursuing what is meaningful is necessary and this is true he posits that True happiness is only something that comes to you briefly in moments of when you've been keeping your head down and keeping your nose to the grindstone for so long. And then you look up and you go, damn, I have everything I need because of every all the work I put in. That's a moment of happiness where you're like, I have nothing to worry about if I just keep going. Then you have another moment where you're like, damn, look how far I've come from that last time where I noticed how far I've come. Another milestone. Now I have a family and I can send them to whatever high school, private school I want of the work i put in you know i don't think happiness is uh is a permanent thing no it's definitely not it's definitely not but if you I have think, what you need think... and then you have something that you if you have the things that you need and then you have something that you're trying to do actively every single day that's like what meaning meaning is you have a meaning to live you have things around you that rely on your existence a job a girlfriend a family, a wife, uh, your parents, eventually when they get to old age and you'll have to care, help care for them. When there's things in your life that rely on you as a crutch, then that's a part of like responsibility. That's more responsibility. It's more meaning in your life. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're hitting the nail on the head. And I think that's kind of what my parents mean when they, when they mention happiness. My dad has an understanding, especially that like happiness isn't, you know, you can't just be happy all the time. He really just means like, I think they kind of equate happiness with with purpose and meaning and having mm-hmm. that they, they just hope that we have you know that we're not just wandering you know i think they yeah. and that's they were quite worried about me after i left and you know when i was living on my own on the island and moved out here and was very unsure of all the things i was doing or what i wanted to do because you know i've got a lot that i can do i've a lot of potential i just don't know which way to go with it and so sometimes i just sit still try to figure it out well you're moving upwards absolutely you're physically not only are you symbolically, metaphorically, spiritually in a better place, but you're physically in a better city than you were, you know? Yeah, like, it's like that's I'm, a physical I'm slowly re- being Physical representation of the steps you're taking. Yeah, I did my yeah. 40 days in the fucking desert. Sometimes I wish I was back out there. Won't lie. Thought about it today. Yeah, but not not, not all the time. Not forever, dude. It's just it's getting warm. And I'm like, damn, it'd be really cool to get home from work and just go out to the beach again. <laughs> like, Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done comedy, to be honest, in a very long time, since, like, December, maybe. Um, uh, maybe January, actually. But I haven't been doing it consistently at all. Um, and that's because I've been struggling to find a job that's full-time, because my job currently is, there's a lot of gaps in between work, so it's not, not going to be a lot of money uh, over the long haul. And 
the market's tough right now, dude. And the best thing I can tell you is be patient. It took me like from when I graduated in May, I didn't get a job until November. So what is that like close to nine months? Yeah. Well, I was, I was just going to say I wasn't really like being down or on my job, but it actually ended up being good, a good thing. I think taking this gap year because I realized that I had some major just like psychological kinks that basically needed to be worked out and processed i feel like before i could enter a real workplace almost it seemed like like yeah, i could be like cynical yeah. <laughs> kind of like me in the home depot like why the fuck am i here every day yeah <laughs> some days i love it dude but some days like today sometimes it feels like i'm waking up like in the middle of the store like fucking two o'clock and i'm putting a box on a shelf and i'm like i studied at florida state for four years and i've you know moved twice to put boxes on shelves in a different store in a different part of florida where like the population of the town is about 1200 <laughs> like holy shit what am i doing I'm talking yeah. about existential crisis like i really am nobody i'm really nothing this podcast I mean, gives me an opportunity once a week to shout into the void most jobs are going to be bullshit unless you're a professional soup feeder to the hungry mouths committee <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> you're not every job is fucking not necessary there's no job that's necessary except for like healthcare. yeah was like doctor yeah that's about it policeman firefighter biologist Bi biologist is totally not necessary if you think about it what, some guy yeah, looking at plants some guy going out there looking at plants that's necessary mm. we need that guy we're giving that guy 600 or we're giving the guy probably like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year to go look at leaves, bro. Uh, I think <laughs> personally, to stick, I think to stick their to, to stick thermometers of animals' asses and a and put radars on sharks. Okay, and that's this leaf is like a, this leaf is like nothing we've ever seen before. We're gonna name it Enaminus Keensinus. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the possibility of the height of their career, they might give a very boring interview to somebody on NPR. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to NPR. Uh, here with Doctor. Fung, and um, Fung, Fung, tell us something about the fern. Fung, you just discovered, yeah. Fung, you just discovered season? a new a new leaf. Is this uh, true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us about it. Well, it's like any other leaf, but it's uh, it looks a bit different, and it um, has a different number of spores than uh, <laughs> any other leaf that we've uncovered. <laughs> You see, this leaf commonly has three spikes in. I found one that now has four. <laughs> we can't tell if it is a mutated <laughs> mutated species or one of its own. And, uh, Doctor, what can you tell us about, uh, you know, what this kind of discovery will lead to? Oh, well, you know, it'll lead to, you know, other leaves, potentially, uh, <laughs> in the area that we can, you know, we found an area that has a new leaf. Maybe other leaves in this area could be new as well. Uh, in terms of <laughs> medicinal uses, there's quite nothing, uh, literally, that you can do with a leaf, honestly. Now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Fung, if, if I put this leaf in my pipe, per se, and I decide to smoke it, would there be any adverse effects? Uh, no. It is, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like a green leaf. You want to look for the brown leaves. <laughs> uh, if you want something that might have some sort of effect, the brown leaves usually have a psycho psychedelia effects of that sort of nature but uh green leaves now they're good to feed to your turtles perhaps or uh any herbivore uh pets that you have it has qu quite a, a quite a bitter taste <laughs> it won't be in your next spring mix per se but uh, we might find it in the next pile of leaves that your neighbor blows over your fence 
Yes. That's quite a sour taste, actually. You wouldn't actually enjoy eating it. I would say there's actually no utility to this leaf. It's just new. Other, other than the, the obvious nourishment of the tree. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, biologists... Fuck biologists, dude. If, you, if you're a biologist <laughs> listening to this shit, biology, bro. you're useless. Die. You fucking nerd. <laughs> no, nah, gain-of-function research, though. That's necessary. <laughs> <laughs> to control the proletariat obviously yeah obviously i'm full support actually oh that reminds us we got our first ad guys i would like to read you uh from our good friends at pfizer uh <laughs> personal anecdote i love pfizer for one i, I love yeah. it so much i didn't even get the first shot i got all three and uh, I'm excited to see what the next shot they come out with is uh, after the next season of Global Pandemic comes out. I'm real stoked on it. Uh, whatever yeah. you guys do, just get the shot. Uh, of course, don't think about it. <laughs> just, just get it. <laughs> whatever you guys do, get the shot. <laughs> um, yeah. It, that's that's Pfizer. <laughs> Back to Alpha Regiment. Yeah, they should just rename it Fauci. Fauci. Fauzer. Yeah. Pfizer. They, they this, want uh, us to like it. They shouldn't have made it sound like a. If they wanted us to, to get it so bad, they shouldn't have made it sound like a, a super villain from Mario. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to Pfizer's castle. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, there was a lady that came up to my door who wanted to uh, uh, take Bowie over to her house to like play with her dog um, because her dog's a pit bull and needs to get energy out, and my dog's half pit bull. Uh, and we just started making adult small talk while our dogs played. And I was like, what do you do? And she said, I worked for the CDC. And I almost beat the fuck out of her. Right <laughs> Did you hiss at her? Just like recoil in your skin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did she like, does she blink vertically when she said she worked for the CDC? Did her little lizard eyes come out? Her tongue flicked? Yeah. Was she wearing I a hat? Dude, I bet she was hiding some horns. I work for the CDC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. look, they didn't do a good job for themselves, the CDC, because the, the first time I ever heard of the CDC was when I watched The Walking Dead as a kid, and that's where they, like, first tried to go to hide. Really? And I was like, yeah, dude, like, in, like, one of the first, or, like, in the first season, they're, like, trying to get to the CDC. That was, like, like their first thing, and they get there, and nobody's there anymore. Damn, that's bad advertising. Yeah, terrible advertising, dude. If you wanted to make a good-ass fucking CDC product placement, they show up to CDC, and everything's good there, and everything's fine. And then everyone goes, well, if there's ever, you know, a global apocalypse, might as well just go to the CDC for all the answers. That's what they should have Yeah, done. it's kind of what they did. You know, yeah. it's kind of like a, they shot themselves. In the, maybe they just got bored. Let's think about it, dude. You're sitting there and you're, there hasn't been a big disease in so long. And, and modern science, modern science, modern uh, medicine is like really getting on. You probably got doctors coming up to you all day, just kind of dunking on you. Like, wish you guys had more to do right now. But uh, oh, we're real good at this shit. And like, we want to fucking see some shit. You want to see some shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking make myself relevant. Yeah. yeah, dude. So yeah, the pandemic was fun. I was actually thinking about it today though, honestly. Again, Oof, my, I love the pan I love the pandemic. I'm not gonna lie, dude. That was a great time. I was thinking yeah. about it because I was like thinking about how much my life changed, probably how terrible it was, like because I had such an unrealistic expectation of life at the time. Again, on my way back from my walk, I always have the best thoughts of my walk. I'm sitting there, I'm like, I was like, dude, why was it so easy? I was like, I've lived 
because I was also thinking about how I've lived on Highway 98 now for like four years, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah. why do I keep ending up on this highway? And I was like thinking of all the things that happen on this highway, beach trips in college, and then living on the beach on the same highway, and now I live on the same highway but inland around lakes and sh- I don't know, it was crazy. And then I was just like, I was like, dude, at the time I was like, how was it that I was able to go out drinking with my friends all night, have my have my girlfriend come pick me up from their house, and just be like, let's go to the beach two in the morning just drive to the beach and i was like i had no worries in the world i was like why didn't i have any responsibilities like oh yeah because my biggest responsibility was waking up at fucking 8 a.m to go to a class that was online that all i had to do was click a button to sign in and the class would be recorded and i could go back and watch it whenever i wanted but i was cheating on all the tests anyway so i wasn't really doing anything dude i weren't doing anything we were literally partying all the time with no consequences (laughs) like literally Dude. nothing mattered it was the best they kind of just wrote us off they're like ah shit it's gonna they be a bad like, batch yeah. it's gonna be a bad batch but we're gonna do not take their money fuck it roll them out dude <laughs> just keep it going yeah. i mean yeah dude they owed us one it's a fucking global pandemic did, just gave us aids they're like we offer we take two years of your 20s but we offer you complete and utter lack of responsibility just go do what you want it was so dude, sick thank god we were in florida too like florida didn't give a yeah. shit Everything was still open, but like you couldn't obviously, go to class. <laughs> like, we're, you could go to the bar. We're, we're privileged because we so enjoyed privileged. the pandemic. Like if you were poor and the pandemic hit, that shit would have sucked. Oh yeah, sorry. that's true. That sucked. I'm sorry, sorry to all the poor. Except for all the free money you got. But what are we? What are we supposed to do? Just not, you know, not, not be rich anymore. Not be rich. <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed, fucking... supposed to do? Not come from a from a rich family? <laughs> yeah, sell our house just to share the experience with the other. Yeah yeah sorry guys but no for real dude and in, in college at the time that. in tallahassee during the pandemic yeah you were not allowed to go into a classroom but you were allowed to go into a packed bar with 200 people every night of the week well a little bit early on they said nobody can stand up uh but that didn't last very long that didn't last long okay i like, do I, remember that they, that part of the pandemic was also like, sick you have to be seated if you're good if you're getting up yeah. you're either you're you're going to the bathroom or whatever that part of the pandemic, though, I was in a frat house with a bunch of dudes with complete and utter. We were going to the beach all the time. We were doing. I was doing nothing but drinking, playing mm-hmm. video games, and then waking up early to go do respite care work for a kid with autism. But because he's immunocompromised, I couldn't do that. So I built. I was building a patio for his family. So I'd wake up every morning at seven a.m., go over to their house, and I was like digging out bushes in their backyard, you know, leveling out the ground, building them a patio. I also built my family a patio. I became like the patio master during the pandemic. I don't know what that was about. Everyone wanted a patio for me. Damn, built you're, two. You're deck master. Yeah, I was. I was killing it. And then, uh, yeah, dude, I was I was basically, you know, I was probably one of the best people alive at the time. All I was, I was, I was making my money by building a, a patio for a family with autistic children while going back home and providing for my uh, <laughs> for my girlfriend at the time. And then we would just party and play video games. It was the best. I love the, the pandemic because my, my parents kept ordering takeout from small businesses to support oh, the community mine did too. It was oh my so god i forgot about great. that it was so awesome dude they were fucking my, rock stars we had neighbors just showing up to owned, vino's pizza yeah. dropping a 50 dollar bill as a tip oh yeah just felt bad for everyone we had neighbors that owned a italian restaurant where all the pastas were homemade shout out shout out matthew daner he's actually a listener of the podcast you might listen we should, to get, we should get some we should get some of their pasta this weekend yeah i don't know i think they're still open <laughs> 
throw it in the fridge so I get back drunk from the show. We we ordered a lot of delivery from them and it's so good. Yeah. Dude, let's have a day. I'm so stoked about this weekend. I'm gonna have a fucking weekend. Business is putting me up. I know the business is putting me up in a hotel in Tampa on Thursday night, yeah, and then we work half a day. At. This, uh, this episode will come out after you stay there. So I know. Don't worry so I, I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, someone's gonna come find me. Uh, please do. I have no friends. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'm also sharing a room with a with one of my coworkers. It's like the only downside because I don't know this guy at all. But I am kind of okay. So also side story here that I'm really or side side quest that I'm gonna go on here is when I was driving back from the FSU LSU game in New Orleans, we were stuck in traffic on I-10 for like two hours and I was next to another company truck and I was talking mm. to this group of like it was one dude and two girls and we have like tiny little crew caps so they were like scrunched up in there with all their luggage and they were driving all the way back to Tampa they were the Tampa team I was just going the panhandle so I couldn't imagine how that was but this is the Tampa team so I'm gonna try to find out who it was and see if they're still here mm. be like right. do you guys remember that fucking weird dude with the mullet you guys passed talked to for a little bit on the drive back from New Orleans nice right here motherfucker right here bitch say something yeah what I'm you a biologist want. now I'm a biologist, dude. I go look at gators yeah. on the daily. <laughs> you better not yeah, piss dude, me I off. Did. I'll fucking I'll discover some <laughs> ugly ass animal and name it after you. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, power move. Are you serious? You just gave me a new life goal. I'm going back to school for biology. I'm studying bugs and I'm naming them all after my ex. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be so good. I wonder if anyone's <laughs> done that. Someone got revenge oh, and named some sure. ugly-ass animal some after ugly their ex-wife. <laughs> some spiders, dude. Some snakes. I found a new snake. We found, we found a new breed <laughs> so, of retarded horse. <laughs> so, Dr. Fong, you... <laughs> we discovered a I've new discovered... breed of retarded horse that eats its own shit and has se- <laughs> yeah. sucks its own dick. <laughs> I'm going... <laughs> Oh, well, doc- Dr. Fung, since you've become a biologist, you've discovered six different retarded animals, and you've named them all Shauna. Can you explain that? <laughs> well, you see, every time I come across retarded <laughs> I have a special fondness in my heart for, <laughs> for an old love of mine, Shauna. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love the biologist voice, dude. <laughs> that was a good bit. That's a great that was bit. a good bit. I might have to turn that into a stand-up bit. That was a great one. <laughs> yeah, that's fire. And then God you like, uh, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to keep exercising. Um, Put the bit. Yeah. Do you have any uh, sort of like exciting plans on the horizon? Oh yeah, in the, um, in the far future. Far future? No, dude. It looks like I'm hitting my bucket list this weekend, almost, dude. So I'm going work trip and then like friday for work we work like half a day in the store where i'm not going to pay attention at all probably be hungover then we're going to go to splitsville and go bowling which is gonna suck but i'll be with a bunch of coworkers, so it won't suck that bad because usually when that happens i make friends splitsville and then i actually Tampa? know people i guess so yeah it's yeah, a cool place nice. yeah it's nice cool good food. yeah yeah probably won't be drinking until it's all said and done then they're gonna pay me to drive back home but i'm not gonna drive back home i'm gonna go see my parents are gonna be there too so my parents are in town this weekend too so i'll probably see my parents thursday and my brother and then i'll probably hang out with my brother for a little bit friday friday night i'm going to see greta van fleet in tampa and then saturday nice. we're saturday i guess we're taking on the world dude i'm actually so serious you want to go skydiving this weekend uh yeah we'll look in i mean the reservations could be we'll see already dude. Taken. My, hey, my bonus hit so we'll like, if, it, if it's the money issue i got it no but, i'm um, saying the uh they might be full this oh, true. On, on the on such short notice but we'll see we'll, we'll see. see dude 
I bet you there's some chickens out there. Yeah, we'll see. How many people do you think no show their, their skydiving appointments, dude? Not so many. Has a, I don't know. If you, are you sure, if you dude? I'm sure there's plenty of people. No, but I'm sure it's the best rush ever. There's a yeah. They they just it's crazy. It's like a little commune. They have people who just camp there and live there for free and just do skydiving instructing for money for a little bit. Um, and these people are just fucking baseline energy, just so chill. Because they jump out of planes 10 times a day. So when they're on the ground, they're like, dude, everything is fine. And then they're so <laughs> they're so used to it. That even, like, even, yeah. Even right, when they go right up then into for the them, plane, it is fine. even when they go up into the plane and they jump out the window, all they have is like a little smirk. They're not even like that excited. They're, they're just like, trying oh, to I'm feel doing something. Again. I'm doing this no, again. No, it's true. Actually, a lot of skydivers like commit suicide because they jack up their adrenaline and dopamine too much. That like nothing else gets their rocks off one of my favorite people in the world i've ever met my old neighbor paul who's equally terrifying and fun he used to test parachutes for the military part of why he got so fucking crazy because one of them went bad and he hit his head pretty bad damn but he was always dude he was always he was an interesting guy dude he's always making me wear his sunglasses because it was what the skydivers wear there was a story that um this woman jumped out of a plane and her parachute didn't pull and she hit the ground directly and landed in a giant ant pile like fire ants and all the thousands and millions of ant bites on her body somehow stimulated her nerves and kept her alive in some weird way. So That's she insane. <laughs> jumped from like 10,000 feet, slammed into the dirt like Ant-Man uh, or I guess Iron Man. <laughs> like Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Was like, yeah. And the ants kept her alive. Bitter. Yeah. It's probably, she probably lives a miserable existence now, but yeah, probably she fucking survived. Bad. Yeah. Probably. Oh shit. Could you imagine? Yeah, my parent, my parents would have put makeup on her, been like, "You're all right, champ. <laughs> You're fine. Get get back out there. Get, <laughs> get back out there and get scores of pussy." Don't worry, none of those accountants will make fun of you now. Damn, are you gonna teach your future son how to how to eat pussy? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna make him the you champ of? Dude, you, you, you could you could truthfully make your son the most powerful man if you went there Did in I high talk, school. I, I talk such a big game about that exact stuff. I think I'm really good at it, but I don't know if I really, I just think I am. Well, I mean, I remember the first time I ever, you know, stuck a finger inside of there. Oh, this is, this makes me cringe. I looked up on Yahoo Answers, how to finger a girl. <laughs> and and they said, uh, they said, go all the way to the, ba- as far as you can in the back <laughs> of the hole. And then reach, touch the ceiling where something will feel like a walnut and just rub that as fast as possible. Uh, I did not learn after like five times, girls would tell me to stop. (laughs) (laughs) And I would be like, damn it, it must be too much. Damn. (laughs) That's such a dude dude brain. God damn, I'm good. I did it again. (laughs) Damn, I made him tap out. Shit, guess Damn. they just can't handle it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm more, I'm more of a ground and pound type of <laughs> lover. <laughs> I make them submit. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking like if you ever teach your son how to properly do it, he'll be, he'll be the talk of the talk of the school. He'll be so Dude, popular. I, I will say, I will say, it was probably yeah. the one place my parents fumbled the bag was the talk. I never really got the talk. Really? What I got was my mom one time just said to me, it's just the greatest gift you could give your wife. And I was, that's all I got. So all I, right. that's actually and I was like, all right, pretty good. I mean, it, it's solid, but it's like, if it's that good for her, how much better is it going to be for everyone else? <laughs> 
Like, I don't give a shit about you. What does it feel like for a guy to bust? <laughs> no, I learned in fourth grade because I told a I told a sex joke, but I didn't know what sex was. I feel like maybe I already told the story. Did I already tell the story? I think some kid told me in fourth grade, and that's kind of where it started. I hope I didn't already tell the story, but basically in no, fourth grade, so. in fourth grade, somebody told me a story about not a story, but a joke. It's a terrible joke. It's a kid's joke about how a kid wants to take a shower with his dad on because it's his birthday or whatever. You know, you used to take a shower with your dad when you're like super young. Yeah. yeah. And the kid asks what his uh, penis is, what his dad's penis is. And the dad goes, that's my limo. That's my limousine. <laughs> and then he goes to like the mall with his mom. And in the change room, he asks what uh, her genitals are. And my, my, the wife says, you know, that that's my garage, son. Don't worry about it. And then they sleep. And then he wants to sleep. Dude, I remember this birthday. show. This is a classic. And then he goes, uh, the kid goes, what's daddy's limo doing in mom's garage? And it's supposed to give the imagery that the penis can go inside of the vagina. But like as a kid, I didn't know what sex was. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. That's dick, just wild. The dick is a stick and the vagina is a hole. They could interlock <laughs> theoretically <laughs> on that day tyler tyler was the bio the biologist <laughs> yeah i thought i just in the, yeah, in I the was back like, of the classroom in fourth grade talking to the kids yeah. talking to his classes well as i've discovered recently <laughs> i've come up with a theory <laughs> <laughs> this is groundbreaking stuff <laughs> if i rub my penis on the carpet such as i do every day and achieve a full erection i could theoretically put it inside of a girl's hole and what would come of that only time will tell <laughs> yeah but i told that i ended up telling that to a girl for some these bitches always get no, me okay. in trouble yeah. in elementary school i showed a girl my penis in kindergarten got in trouble and then i told a girl a sex joke i don't know why why did i do that well because i didn't get it i didn't know it was sex i didn't know that's what it was um I was just like, that's cra that's a crazy idea, bro. Put a penis in a vagina. I mean, it makes, makes sense. Yeah. And then I got expelled um, and sent home. Expelled or uh, suspended, suspended? Suspended. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I got suspended for like two days. And then I went home and my mom explained it to me like really fast and kind of mad because I was suspended. And she's just like, a penis goes into a vagina to make a baby. And I was like, to make a okay. baby. And that's it's all like, she said. And I was just like, holy bio fuck. Biologist Tyler pops up. Interesting. Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Click a Please do right elaborate. <laughs> mm, does the baby come this out of the penis? Groundbreaking stuff. This is real. This, this, is, this could change the whole game. I show up the next day. From what I understand, <laughs> the penis docks into the vagina, poops out of baby, and then the baby comes out of the vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon this all happens within five days. <laughs> kick you out of school. He's like, ah, just what I thought. The institution coming down on me once more for my discoveries. The universities are getting out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> One day I'll show you. Yeah. God nice. damn it, dude. This so is a biologist-heavy episode. It's a good theme. I like it. So funny. This yeah, is yeah. such a funny voice. <laughs> dude now i'm trying to think of like what is the joke pipeline for like middle schoolers like some high school some guy some kid has a really cool brother who tells him the funny high school joke or whatever or the joke he or like because that joke's timeless right that has to be timeless yeah. now because i brother. heard that joke yeah whatever that one kid goes and tells it at school and just spreads like so we all kind of like collectively learn this thing 
in a similar way where we hear it in a joke and then have a frustrated talk with parents who really didn't want to have this moment or mm-hmm. ready for it. But like, I always I gravitated that pipeline, towards the dude. older kids. I was scared of them. I was terrified of the older kids, dude. I, I liked everyone to keep their own. I liked everyone to keep to their own class, dude. Mm-hmm. God forbid you're with the other teacher in third grade. We were like split up. One teacher had one half of the grade. The other had the other half. God forbid you're with the other teacher, dude. We weren't talking for another two years. It's well then <laughs> happening, dude. We weren't friends yeah. anymore until we're in the same class again. <laughs> that was always fire, dude. That was always fire when you got when you found out you had the same teacher as like one of your best friends. And then it was always like devastating when they when oh, yeah. one of your best friends was with the other teacher and it's just like damn a whole year without ricky wonder if he'll make it dude wonder if he's gonna be okay yeah <laughs> then you reunite and they bring in their friend from the other class and things just get out of hand dude imagine imagine how much different your life would be if you had all the opposite teachers than the ones you had was your school yeah. broken up like there like multiple classes well my middle school was tiny so everyone did have the same teachers okay see um, mine we had different teachers but like so like my grade of like 60 people and there'd be two teachers 30 like 30 a class kind of thing yeah in high school um i had like one of the hardest teachers two years in a row it was a tragedy but actually it was like a year my freshman year and then junior year she started teaching juniors so i got taught by her again and female teacher at all boys school female teacher all boys so, school. Suck. yeah and or be like kind of a dream come true yeah where it's like i've never had this much attention in my life i know this is wrong but it feels oh so right kind of thing no nah, nah, nah. she was like definitely not she was a hard ass um nice <laughs> but it but it ended up being a good thing as gay as it sounds she made me like actually try to read some shit because the class was hard as fuck so it did end up being in a way Dude, my favorite teacher ever in high school is miss donor god bless her dude she uh by the time i got miss donor for speech and debate and then i had her for ap lang the next year she was easily my favorite she always got dropped off at school by her husband because she wasn't allowed to drive to school anymore um, because she threatened to cut off a kid's fingers with a viking war axe that she would keep in her room and he like told on her and so they like made her remove all her weapons from school (laughs) i guess she had a bunch of viking battle axes in her room holy shit dude she was the shit she was so fucking cool like okay for example for how cool she was this is a Catholic high school, mind you. Speech and debate, class of probably like eight, nine kids, bunch of fucking nerds, and then like two football players, um, me being one of them. <laughs> but um, so for like a whole like three weeks of the year, we would, we literally sat and watched, uh, what is it? Reefer Madness. We watched Reefer Madness and we would stop it like every five seconds to break down the arguments to like, to like argue against it and everything like just to point out all the inconsistencies and the bullshit which was like so fucking so smart like because like at first we were all like just kind of like being like casual about like oh like well this is a post hoc propter ergo hoc argument and then it was like obviously <laughs> like we were all older in high school like all of us smoked weed so we'd, like there'd be yeah. something ridiculous i was gonna be like okay okay everyone <laughs> like that's <laughs> never happened ever <laughs> this year it was so sick we did it with that we did it with supersize me uh we did it with a few other ones it was so good dude nice she was the best dude and then we would have these uh we would have mock debates too to like just work through like how debates go and so like she would give us a topic just off the top of her head and you would have to argue your side and it would be like a parliamentary debate and people get really into it with like the tapping and the hissing on who was winning at the end you would vote on who won their debate and it's like I, w- I always won mine my first one was like do lines exist and i proved that lines do in fact not exist they don't exist and then i uh, not in nature a, yeah exactly it was something like that i don't know what i argued i just argued it compelling and pointed out how the flaws and 
the other person's argument, and that's why it was a good one. It's not really a right or wrong answer to any of these, except for this other debate I had to do where I had to argue on uh, whether or not we should round up all the homeless people and make them fight each other gladiator style. It's in the last one standing gets to be king, <laughs> but they would solve the homeless problem. <laughs> Dang. A buddy of mine I do stand-up comedy with said he used to do stand-up comedy in Alabama and there was this event called Rap for Crack where they would get two crackheads and make them freestyle in front of an audience for crack. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. I think I'm going to need, need to call this uh, end of the episode, though. I agree, uh, dude. I got an interview at 8 a.m. Yeah, I got to be up and drive and I got a shower still. I can't do a Patreon tonight. No, nah, me neither. I can't either. Okay, cool. We're just racking up content. Well, thank you, everybody. for I, I think yeah. that turned out pretty good. Other than the technical difficulties at the beginning, if you stick that out. Yeah, you stick that out. You get to you Dr. Fung. If you get to Dr. Yeah. Fung, you're set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're going to... We're gonna do an in-person podcast. Maybe we'll this, even do this video week, within seven days. But it'll be well really when special. this when this episode comes out. It'll be the next week. video would be wild. I'll I'll see if we can do that. I'll maybe I'll bring my camera down, set it up. You, sh you sh just should in general, because if we do go to the springs or on a hike, we could take some sick ass pictures of wildlife and shit. I don't have a good camera. It would just be like, oh, never mind. Then shut the fuck up, dude. Don't be such a yeah. fucking asshole. Then don't leave me on like that, dude. Well, it's I mean it's good. It's good quality for like just stationary podcasts. It's a camcorder. Yeah. Oh, it's a camcorder. I thought it was like a Nikon or something we could actually take photos with. Nah, that shit's thousands of dollars. Shit, um, I gotta spend money on something. Alright, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Another go thank your parents. Go tell, go tell your parents you love them. Fuck you Go tell you your parents you love Fuck. them. Why do I get yeah. so aggressive? I get so hostile towards the quote-unquote audience that may or might not be there. I think that's why. Because you... Cause you soften up, you just softened up, and then you were like, "Yeah, fuck you, fuck you, man, fuck you." Don't yeah. make me feel my, don't, don't make me feel my feelings. <laughs> Is that what I said last yeah. week? I know yeah. I said, "Don't make me think my own thoughts." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't make me feel my own feelings. Fuck you guys. That's the name of the episode that's coming out tomorrow. Don't make me think my thoughts. Don't fucking think. Don't wait. Don't, don't you make fucking me make me think my own thoughts, bro. <laughs> don't you fucking. <laughs> that a What's this one gonna be? Some some biologist. Something about yeah. biologists. <laughs> <laughs> turning a we'll new leaf <laughs> biology <laughs> turning a new leaf that's a good one that is, that yeah. is a good one that uh, is kind of biology related doctor like yeah. it just be doctor doctor fung turns a new leaf <laughs> could be yeah i like that it could be that's it, interesting dude, that's it. you may, makes me makes a makes the viewer go hmm what is this i'll click on that who's yeah dr. they gotta fung? figure out who's dr fung they have to get to that part <laughs> <I'm so> yeah <laughs> God damn it. So, what does this podcast have to do with Dr. Fung? This is just a fun, bunch of fucking technical difficulties. Yeah, when they get the, and then they get there. Yeah. No, you guys are in for gold. a treat. All right, whatever. I'm going to let right. you go. All Love right. you, brother. Good night, everyone. Sleep tight. Peace out. <laughs>